0: You Guys, who love talking about a game within a game in association with Fantasy Football Scout, I'm Peterson, I'm Andrew, and this is FPL Sidonet.
1: Here's Chillwell! Oh, it's a desert!
0: Marcial coming in
1: from that left and firing home! Unstoppable! Pula Sick! Chill!
0: Hello, managers. Welcome back to the FPL Side Net Podcast, the first one for 2024. And we are recording this on Wednesday night, January the 10th. And as always, I'm joined by my man, Andrew, whose summer tan can only best be described as a shade of Ben White. Andrew, it's been a long time, but we are back.
1: It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been, <laughs> when was it? It was before Christmas. Yeah. It was before Christmas, yeah. Um, we'll happy Christmas, break. Merry New Year. Yep, yep,
0: all that. Happy Easter. All that stuff. I'm already smashing hot cross yep. buns.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Full disclosure. Course. <laughs> yep. Now, how was your break? All good?
0: Lovely, lovely break. Um, Chelsea actually managed to win a few games Um, before they break my heart this morning in the League Cup, but um, that, yep. that's a different conversation, but... Yeah, and you know, fin- heading off into this big break that we had on the FA Cup weekend with a nice big juicy green arrow it was it was a nice way to to finish off a, a very hectic Christmas period. But uh, how about yourself?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I had a really good break. I um I just came back today from um, about ten days up in uh, up in the Gold Coast in Queensland. So Lovely that's where that I got my my uh, my Ben Orange tan, <laughs> and um yeah, so. Unfortunately, back to the FPL grind and back to work tomorrow. But anyway, that's all good. Do you um, have the like, yeah, Do nah. you have
0: the bad like um, singlet tan tan lines?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Like the the VB singlet tan, <laughs> just horrible. Yeah, no, I um you know, I'm very I'm very sensible because I'm very, very white. So um <laughs> yeah. I i my my dad is Scottish and I got the I got the Scottish skin. So yeah, I've got to be uh I've gotta be super careful with the uh with the sun cream when I go up <laughs> uh, when I go up to Queensland, that's for sure. Need the S- SPF Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. They don't they don't make SPF high enough for Scotland.
0: No, well, For well, Scotland t- skin. Talking about beaches and tans and stuff, so I was away on the weekend with uh, my mates, and we we're all up at the beach, um, just basically hanging around, drinking, uh, standing around in the water, and um, some real hardcore dad energy because we were all all very sensible with the sun. We all had like our big wide rim. Hats on, like rashies. (laughs) It's just, we we were there to impress nobody (laughs) and we (laughs) felt fantastic about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You you were trying to impress nobody and you achieved it.
0: Yeah. 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 So, yeah, very, very sensible uh, with the sun. Like you said, like it Uh, just burns me to a crisp here. So I have to be careful.
1: Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're uh, in our old age. We're definitely getting very sensible and boring, aren't we? Yes, yes, very.
0: Actually, I will shout out. Actually, I saw um, there was an 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 ad, a local council ad poster um, up near the beach where I was, and it it was featuring um our good friend Ollie Walker Peel who. Used to be of the um, FPL addicts podcast and um, just a really great member of our FPL community here. And it was like one of those motivational posters that says like "My beach is your beach" and sort of had underneath like Ollie is a you know upcoming football commentator. And uh, they they left out FPL royalty. So yeah, I think I, um, Ollie needs to get in touch with the the council down there in Mornington and and get get things fixed up.
1: Yeah, 100 percent Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I saw I, I did see you sent me a photo through of that ad. That's that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't sure if I was like still drunk or just really badly hung over because I was I was walking down the beach at, like 7 a.m. with my coffee and I'm like, that poster has Ollie on it. <laughs> <laughs> am I seeing things? Yeah. Uh but uh yes, yeah, so a lovely. But uh let, let's cast our minds back to that okay. previous game week that we had, which feels like a hundred years ago. And you did
1: very well. I did. Yeah, let's let's talk about that game week and not the two previous ones to that <laughs> where I absolutely tanked. Because I, um, I had a great game week in game week 20, but 18 and 19 were absolutely horrific. So um, I think the last time we recorded was just before 18 um and i my rank is like 200k down since that recording yeah um but it's also more than 200k up versus <laughs> last week so let's just focus on what happened last week but finish on a um, high. yeah exactly right i've got uh i got 97 last week but i did take a hit so it was minus 97 minus 4 um And yeah, it was just one of those game weeks where like every, all of my attacking players returned um, and yeah, just sort of all came together. So I got, uh, what do I get? Eight from a Charlison, 18 from Palmer, seven from Saka. I had Sala captain. Oh, um, that was fun.
0: That was a roller. Oh coaster. man,
1: that was an absolute roller coaster. I was, uh, that was the first day of my holiday, and it was also <laughs> uh, my wife's birthday. And so, I was watching that game in the morning, and he missed that penalty. And I was like, "Oh my god, my captain has just missed a bloody penalty," and now I'm going to be grumpy all day on the first day of my holiday and my wife's birthday. She's going to be wondering why I'm so grumpy. But um, she, our mate Salary turned it around. Um, got a big haul in the end, sixteen points, doubled to thirty-two. Um, and then yeah, I got the eleven pointer from Ariola as well. Uh, apart from that, m- my actual defenders all blanked, but it all added up to um, yeah, ninety-seven points. My only attacking player that blanked was Bowen, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so pretty good game week. And uh, I think my green arrow was was up from about eight hundred and something k to six hundred and two k, so that's where I am at the moment.
0: Yeah, lovely, really good. Really good game week there for you. Um, I finished up on 94 points. So um, very similar to you. Yeah, Turner in goals for the three points. Um, nothing in defense. Gabriel, one point. Pedro Porro, two points. Konza, another zero. I don't think I've had any Konza points yet since I brought him in a few weeks ago. Uh, but it was in my midfield where all the magic happened. So five-man midfield, sucker seven points. Salah with 32 points with the armband, Arma with the 18 points. That was just a fantastic way to start the game week. Um, Philly Foden with the 12 and Hung Min Sun with nine points. Then Lockens with eight and Selenki with two. But, um, yeah, Dubravka points on the bench and Darwin points on the bench. But I wasn't too upset about the Darwin benching, <laughs> I was pretty happy about yeah. that actually.
1: Oh, yeah. So, who's, who's your goalkeeper?
0: Uh, Turner.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, so you got the three I, points from. Turner. I was
0: chatting. I was chatting to my mate Andrew actually, prior to the deadline, and I said in my team, and my friend Andrew goes, "Hey, you know what you should do? You should uh play Turner over to Bravka." And I was like, "Oh, that's a really good idea." Uh, yeah. So yeah, thanks for that.
1: <laughs> what a loser! Who's this Andrew bloke?
0: <laughs> nah, nah. Look, honestly, like it. It was the right, right thing because didn't Liverpool put up like an XG of
1: close to seven? Something. Yeah, so. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you knew that heading into the into the deadline, like yeah, and uh, yeah, I, when when you when you pointed out to me, it made complete sense to me. It was only because yeah, De Bruyne I mean, saved the penalty. Just,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't predict that. Can yeah, you? No, you I, can't I, predict I thought that, that Liverpool were going to score like three goals or so. Yeah, that's you know, like because Newcastle is just so poor away from home, and I, I mm. just literally thought that maybe you didn't um, even like pay attention to your goalkeeper. You just sort of left him there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, obviously you would have been better off if you had uh, not sent me your team and, and <laughs> taken my advice on board. So I I do apologise, but that that would have almost been enough to get you um the the hundred for the week. Yeah, though.
0: it would. I would have been close, close. I think I still close. would have you missed out. not have quite out, got but, there. Yeah. yeah, but um, I mean, my my transfer in for the game week was uh Phil Foden. So because I had enough cash sitting in my bench, I was able to upgrade one of my bench bench yeah. like nuffies who does nothing to to Phil Foden. So Twelve points immediately from from him was um, a pretty good start. So, yeah, I was really happy. It was like one of my best game weeks of the season. And yeah, I'm inside the top million now. So, yeah, you're, look you're at
1: breathing me down go. my neck. I've, you're not that <laughs> far behind me anymore.
0: Uh, actually, what? Oh, yeah, about 400k. But yeah, I'm I'm happy. But let's see because I tend to do something really stupid after every time I do something good. But um, yeah, anyway. It feels like no, it was an eternity ago. I had to look, really look at look at it to remember what I did.
1: Yeah, I know. Me too. Like I, I just uh I just was looking at my transfers I made before the last game week. I I went Haaland to Alvarez, which is obviously uh worked out quite well, but then mm-hmm. for a minus four I went Martinelli to Bowen. Um, mm-hmm. Martinelli actually got an assist this week for the first time in ages, and then Bowen went and got himself injured. So, Mm. um, yeah, not an ideal hit to take because, yeah, um, now I'm stuck with yet another injury in my team. But anyway, Mm. I I still maintain that it was actually a pretty good move.
0: Yeah, Um, definitely.
1: Yeah, you can't really – yeah, I mean, Martinelli's been terrible all season. I've been looking for an excuse to get rid of him for a long time.
0: Yeah, true. And, um, Um, yeah, long-time listeners will – we I've heard that. Yeah, Darwin Nunes is still in my side. He's probably going to stay there now. <laughs> I just can't get rid of him. Unbelievable. How oh, good. my God. There was that term, what was a long COVID? When you have, like, long-term suffering. I've got i have got, right. got long Darwin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just can't shake it. which <laughs> yeah, can be even more deadly. Oh, I can't get a shot for that.
0: Uh, he'd get a shot, but he'd miss. But uh, anyway, uh, you, you were talking about Bowen now picking up an injury which sort of leads me to the next discussion point of tonight's episode and um there was a fair bit of like self congrat i can't even say congratulating and patting themselves on the back for people that like held onto their transfers so far it didn't go early Mm -hmm. and a lot of loathing you know loathing from managers that decided to pull the trigger and try and catch some price rises because yeah we've seen popular picks like bowen get injured and and then PA like Trent Alexander Arnold like getting announced that he's going to miss a few weeks, that completely came out of nowhere this morning too.
1: Yeah, that's right because he he played the whole game, didn't he? In that um in that F oh, not the FA Cup was it the, the yeah League FA Cup, Cup. or oh, no, was it FA Cup against yeah 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 that's right League Cups tomorrow yeah he played mm-hmm. that whole game so there was no kind of sign that he was injured um, at the time that I was aware of at least.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe it was just a. A training thing. I'm, I'm not too sure, but he's
1: apparently, hyperextended his knee at some point in that game. It's uh, uh, got like a grade one tear in uh, one of his CLs, yeah, in his knee. So, um yeah, yeah. bad timing. Definitely, definitely Cause... bad time. I mean, I I don't have TAA, um, yeah, but he was sort of one of those players that would scare me every single week because you know he's quite, he's getting more and more. He was getting more and more highly owned. Yeah, um, and he's just in—he's just in unbelievable form. It was just so scary to watch him as a non-owner. So mm. um, very unlucky for Trent owners.
0: Yeah, there'll be a lot of managers out there with like so many flags in their side heading into this game week, and like they—you know—it's—it's it's not far out of the equation to say that there's a lot of people that would have had Salah and Son and Trent and Bowen. So <laughs> and yeah, they're sort of thinking now, which buy do I put out? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, what, what, what do you think? For those managers that do have all four of those players, what what would you do this week? Oh. Do you just take a couple of hits, do you think? Yeah, I think I, I, it has to be solved in here. So I, I, I wouldn't waste a wild card
0: just because no. the landscape of FPL is going to change so much over the next few weeks once once these League Cup and FA Cup um, rounds get sort of finalised and we can get a clearer picture. Um, yeah. So I would definitely hold on to wild cards. But, you know, there may be managers out there with you know, that looking at at least a minus 12 and that's when you start to think, Oh, maybe I, I do it now. So, but
1: yeah, no, I I agree with you though. There's so much that we've got to learn in the next few weeks
0: Yeah, um, in
1: terms of blanks and doubles. And yeah, it's just really early to use your wild card. I don't think people should be scared of taking hits um, to fix up their team this week. And yeah, you Mm. just take the pain now, set yourself up for the next few weeks and, you know, um, and then just move on. Like I, I I'm I'm personally thinking I might even take a hit this week myself, and I don't have anywhere near that many players.
0: Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I th- I think the caveat to that would be if we had concrete news that Haaland was definitely starting and back this game week, and because a lot of these managers might not have Haaland in their side because of their structure of their side and where they've sort of budgeted and stuff, then there's an argument to say, okay, well. If you're going to do it then you could do it but yeah i i don't think yeah. harlan is actually a priority right now because that's still so unclear
1: yeah well okay i i suppose what i would say to that is that if even if that was the case you could that's still just one hit right like you if presumably you've got salah so you'd take him down to whoever yeah. And then it's just one hit to take whoever, like a forward back up to Haaland. So, um, but yeah, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on Haaland? Do you think, hypothetically, if we find out that he is, you know, fit for this Newcastle game, do you even think he starts? Or do you think we're at the point now where he, he's gone, he's been out for so long that he needs to kind of have an appearance off the bench before he's ready to start?
0: Yeah, it's been a while since he played. And, I mean, last season when he missed some football, he didn't really miss that much. It was maybe like one week yeah. where he missed and then he was back and he was sort of straight back into the 11, I think. yeah, I think there was only one game where he came off the bench really. But I, I think because the fixture is Newcastle away and we we might not get Harlan news, like, whether he's going to be in the squad or not, because, um like, looking at the fixtures, so that game, yeah, that I don't think we we'll, we might get some news that you know of who's traveling up to Newcastle, but that yeah. might that might be. It. But I think it's one that's, of those, and that's
1: not enough for me because you know we no. saw that um, they had KDB in the squad. Uh, that's right for, for a game about a week ago, right? Yeah, and he wasn't ready to even play any minutes off the bench. Pep just said he wanted him sort of in and around the squad. So yeah, you know. Haaland travelling up to Newcastle, I'm not even sure that's enough information for me.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't feel like a really good game just to throw him back into anyway. Um, mm. Newcastle would sort of be happy to, to sit back and absorb Manchester City, and it'd be a really yep. tough game for Haaland, probably one of those classic where he's got two centre-backs on him the whole time, really old school. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's more the, the game we get 22 after when they're playing Burnley, so that... You know, if he's back, he's he's probably almost a must-have because he's, you know, such high captaincy material for, for that, that game week. But, yeah, my personal – I mean, I was always prepared to take the hit to get Haaland back in for game week yeah. 21. But I'm not even thinking about it at the moment because we still haven't heard anything. I mean, we've seen photos of him in training, but that's about it. But if he was close to being ready, he, he probably should have been in the squad for the FA Cup on the weekend, but –
1: I mean Yeah, you would have expected to him to at least be on the bench for that yeah. last game and then maybe get like 10 minutes, 20 minutes off the bench.
0: That's what and, you think.
1: Um, yeah, I, honestly, my gut feeling is that if he does play against Newcastle, it might be sort of 20 or 30 minutes off the bench. Yeah, And if that happens, then we can probably feel pretty good about him being ready to start that Burnley game. And that's the one that we really want him for anyway. So yeah. I, I'm happy to wait until we get... Um, get a bit more information from the Newcastle game and yeah. then make a call on that. Um, I, I'm lucky. I've got enough money in the bank that I can just... I think I've got like 8 million in the bank or something yeah. like that. So, I, I'm. Just, I, it, the moment that I'm ready to to um, bring Haaland in, I can just go straight up from Alvarez to Haaland or, um, or you know, whoever I decide. Um, yeah. So, I think I'm just going to wait until that happens and I've got that many other fires in the team. I've got Salah. I've got yeah. Bowen. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably just use my transfers this week to sort out a couple of other issues in the team. Yeah. Um, and then just leave the Har- leave Haaland for game week twenty two, regardless of of what um of whether it looks like he might play against Newcastle or not.
0: Mm. A- another thing to keep in mind is that if he's not ready, they probably won't risk him. And then their next league game, which I talked about, was against Burnley. That isn't until the start of February. So yeah. like if they- At
1: which point he won't have played since like, mid-December. Yeah. So, I mean, can can you even start? Like,
0: I mean, there's another – I think there's another FA Cup round, um, possibly, before before that. Okay, so he's got an
1: opportunity to get some minutes in his legs.
0: Yeah, yeah, which there is. Yeah, Yeah, there's the fourth round of the FA Cup just prior um, to that. So, you you think if he's not 100% ready for Newcastle, they wrap him up in cotton wool. Roll him out for the FA Cup in on the twenty seventh of January that week, and then
1: yeah, I'm trying to and remember be ready to start against Burnley. They've got,
0: and they've got Spurs that game too. So you you think if he's ready, he's probably going to play that game because it's a big game. It's not like they can afford just to roll out the B team against a Championship side. Um, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah
1: it's, it's their bogey side that yeah, them, the team that beats them every time. So
0: exactly. So um, yeah, that's just something um to keep in mind there. Uh, about Harlan, but I mean, you were talking about Salah. Now I've got Salah answer and I've flipped and flopped with my thinking of which one I need to sacrifice to get funds back in so I can eventually upgrade back to Harlan. Cause I can't, yeah, with the money splashed around my side, I can't keep Salah, son, and also get Harlan back into my side. I need to make yep. a sacrifice somewhere. But look, my current thinking is. Getting rid of Sun, and that's more of the value I've got tied up in Sulla compared to Sun. I, I don't really have much value in Sun anyway because you're sort yeah. of a recent um, re-acquisition re-ac- there. So that, that made my decision a bit easier. And also the potential of that double game week for Liverpool in game week 25 yeah. um, where Sulla could be back by then anyway. So sort of thinking, I, I mean, I don't, for financial reasons, I can keep Salah in my side, keep him on the bench. That's fine. Come game week 25. I've got him there. I don't need to make an extra transfer to get another Liverpool player back in. I've 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 got him there anyway. But um yeah. that's basically my thinking.
1: I I was gonna say the same thing. I totally agree with that. If you've if you can get a decent midfield option, and I think you can because there's quite a few decent um kind of budget price midfield options at the moment.
0: Mm. Um
1: yeah, if you can, if you can um yeah lose son get a decent midfield option and have enough money to then get Haaland in i would be very comfortable with just keeping Salah and benching him um, yeah I mean, obviously i mean son son's um not as good an asset as he was a few weeks ago anyway um so when he does come back from the asian cup you know you can make that decision about whether you want to get him back or not but yeah, that's right. him playing on the him playing on the left he's still a good asset but he's very expensive
0: yeah for very.
1: someone playing on the left you know like that he he's priced as a as yeah the the, the way that he's priced is you'd want him playing centrally so it would be interesting to see what happens when he does come back from the Asian Cup to see if he does keep playing on the left and you know what kind of um output we get from him there before i yeah. you know before you commit to bringing him back so i think um yeah i think he probably is the player to lose yeah. Uh, if if you've got both Salah and Son, for sure.
0: I mean, also, I mean, both are f- potentially facing a blank game week 26. If,
1: you know, Chelsea yeah. wins
0: their league up second leg against Borough and Liverpool win their tie against uh, Fulham. And so Chelsea's fixture against Tottenham gets suspended in game week 26. So you're sort of thinking if you hold on to Son, he's only going to be back for one, potentially two rounds, and then he's blanking again. So... I mean, yeah. it's same situation for Salah, but at least Salah has the double in Game Week 25, so it's sort of worthwhile holding him,
1: I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly I, right. Um, yeah. I mean that that double hasn't been announced, but it seems no. like it's it's almost um, very. I guess we'll say it seems very likely that that's where it's going to sit. So um, I'm con- I'm kind of almost planning on the expectation that the double is going to go there. And yeah, you, you're right. Like Sun's going to blank in likely going to blank in i think um ben Krellen said that he believes it's like a 70 percent chance that um that chelsea and liverpool will both progress in the league cup which would mean that yeah spurs chelsea and liverpool are going to blank in 26 70 chance of that so yeah um yeah as you say if uh, both sun and salah are going to miss 26 then it makes sense to lose the one that's obviously not going to double in 25 as well
0: mm, yeah i suppose so i mean there's also free hits around to navigate some of those when we get around to it. So I guess we just
1: have to wait and see. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it seems like the game week 29 is going to be the biggest blank. So we also have to worry. We also have to think about, um, you know, which of those two blanks can we navigate with transfers and which of those two blanks um, do we need to use a, a free hit on, or can we navigate both of them with transfers and then, save the free hit for a double game week. So yeah. There's a lot there's a lot to think about. And I don't think we've got enough information yet to make kind of that decision. But it's all these things are sort of in the back of my mind um with the transfers that I'm making.
0: Mm, yeah. It's something something for all of us to consider um heading into the next few I, I it's it's a bit hard to sort of think long term we've got all these fires coming up at the moment, just when we think we've got our heads around what to do with seller and sign and then we get The Trenton Bowen news today, Paquetta's out injured as well. And yeah, is the answer Timo Werner?
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) no, it's not. Well, I mean, Joe, I mean,
0: Darwin Nunez of German football
1: (laughs) jokes aside about Werner, like it's not a good idea to bring in um, Spurs players new at the moment, regardless of how good they are. You know what I mean? Like, given that they're probably going to blank in. Game week twenty six, but no, don't bring in Timo Werner. Okay, like that's just, (laughs) just don't do it. It's an interesting thing. Do you think he's been brought in to start, or do you think he's been brought up, brought in as cover for? I guess multiple positions. He he can play left and he can play centrally, right?
0: Yeah, he can play across the front three. And oh, you can. Yeah, 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 definitely can. And yeah, I think he's more there as an extra body um, at the at the moment. So, like we've seen Richarlison pick up a few injuries. This season, yep. so I don't think yep. they could really head into this period of the season with no sun and then potentially no Richarlison either. And I know it's, it's a good situation for both the player and the club because Werner is not in the calculations at all for the German national side, and it speaks volumes how bad he's been and that German the German national side have not had you know a proper number nine other than my boys Fulkrug and, and, and Marvin Dux from um, Werder Bremen. That Timo Werner has not even had a look in. Um, they've just decided not to go with him at all. And I think he's only had like one or two goals this season. And yeah. even last year on his return to to RB Leipzig, he, he didn't really do that much. It was the um, in cuckoo show last season, and and Werner was was playing second fiddle there. But yeah, he's okay. ever since his massive performance in at Leipzig before that Chelsea move, he's, it's just his performances yeah. have just plummeted. <laughs>
1: It must be, uh, yeah. It must be confidence based. So, Surely. you know, if, you know, we've seen that he's done it in, you know, in that first year with Leipzig, right? So, um, if anyone can get the best out of a player, you know, maybe it's Ange. Postacoglu. It is Ange. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> I, I would, I would love that as a redemption story, actually. For you know, to for Timo to come to the Premier League and be successful under Ange, I think that would be fantastic. But mm. it might, it may be asking too much. We'll see.
0: I saw um, a funny tweet someone um, put out that last time Ange Postecoglou got in a striker from German football was Bessart Berisha at the Brisbane Roar and, and turned him into, you know, one of the greatest forwards the A-League's ever seen. So yep. you never know. Mate, you don't know you what Ange know. is
1: <laughs> uh, If anyone can do it, he can.
0: Yes, yeah, true. Well, let's see. Stranger, stranger things have happened. But what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. And on the other side of this, we will preview game week 21 and look at the big short segment um and goodwill punting where we look at some differentials for your game week all right welcome back to the fpl signet podcast and previewing game week 21 so Game weeks has been pushed forward because of the Burnley Luton game, so we now have a Saturday morning deadline five fifteen a.m. for us here on the east coast of Australia, and it's not one that really feels FPR relevant. Um, Burnley Luton, um, I'll be honest, unless you're a Charlie Taylor truther like myself, but I don't think I'll be playing him. <laughs> um, no. What this does do is it sort of falls on the sword for Cole Palmer, who could have potentially been, you know, the the gun you know, up against Gundy with the first fixture of the game week, Chelsea Fulham. There was a a, a bit of a whirlwind, a um, bit of support for Cole Palmer to be a captaincy pick this game week, but yeah, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think I think Cole Palmer is a very good captaincy pick this game week. To be honest, um, I don't think that. You really need to. Well, what do you think about the uh, the early kickoff? Like, because the Burnley Luton game doesn't change the curse, does it? No. Because the, well, the maybe curse it does. is. Well, is the curse more around the early kickoff on the Saturday afternoon, or is it the first kickoff of the FPL game week? I, I think, think it's the curse is of,
0: for the first kickoff. That's that's the, my okay.
1: thinking. All right. All right. Well, we'd have to ask. I only. don't believe in the. I don't believe in the curse anyway. But yeah, I, starting with Burnley Luton, you you're right. It's it's not relevant FPL wise, unless yeah. you've got like Alfie Doughty or, or someone like that, and you know you've got enough injuries that you have to start him. But yeah, that Chelsea game. Um, what do you th- do? You think Cole Palmer's EO is going to be sort of up towards a hundred? like yeah. enough people captured him.
0: Maybe not. Oh, yeah, he probably will get a, a bit of
1: captaincy. It could be around. Then. It could end up getting around eighty or so because there's yeah. not that, there's, there's not that many really good captaincy options this week, is there? Yeah, it's, uh,
0: it, it's a tricky
1: one. Yeah, Palmer is definitely someone that I have considered. Um, maybe his performance in the uh, League Cup today might turn a few people off, but, um, mm. but I he did get think those, he those chances. Should.
0: That's always a he good got, sign. He, the chances he are
1: got, that he got him. Exactly. He got a bunch of chances, um, but also he was playing sort of number nine and it's probably not likely that he's going to do that again against Fulham, is it? So, you've almost, you you know, you've always got to look at him as someone that's going to be back to his kind of preferred, more comfortable position as well. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I really like him as a captaincy shout. I think he's probably one of the best, you know, two or three um, captaincy shouts this week and... um, yeah, I think at the moment I've got him as my vice-captain, but I haven't decided yet. I am I think it's really close between a, few, a couple of options. So, mm. yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it.
0: Now, from an FPL perspective too, Melo um, came off in that fixture against Middlesbrough this morning and uh, according to Pochettino, he said that was more as a precaution rather than a reaction to an injury. So we'll I just have to wait and see um, what happens come – I don't know. It's Saturday night here for that fixture. Yeah. Which, which, Hopefully is, um...
1: for my sake, he's fine because I've got him in my team. I got him a couple of weeks ago. Um, one
0: less fire. So
1: <laughs> one less fire for me to worry about if he's all right.
0: Um, then following that, we've got Newcastle, Manchester City. So, um, you know, Newcastle hot off the heels off that, that big derby win against Sunderland in the, in the cup and, and Man City who smashed Huddersfield. So, um, yeah, all eyes on who will be, Boarding that bus, heading up to Newcastle. Will Harlan be on the bus? We're not too sure. We saw KDB return in the FA Cup. But even though there's been a huge swell of transfers in for, you know, the Belgian Maestro, he has said he's definitely not starting against Newcastle. And even Pep said they're just going to ease him in and not make the same mistake they did at the start of the season. So, um, you know, more minutes now. And then maybe against, you know, once they play Burnley in, you know, Game week twenty two, then maybe he'll be ready to start down that game. Yeah,
1: because he's be also, as you said before, he's got a one more FA Cup um, game between the True. Newcastle game and the Burnley game that he can get a, a few more minutes under his belt as well. Yeah, this this game, um, yeah, is really interesting because you know you've got Bowen in your team. Oh, sorry, you've got um, Foden in your team. Yes, um, I've got Bowen, and I'm very much considering whether I should make the transfer this week to go, go Bowen to Foden. Um, it was something I was probably, I was I was looking at getting Foden in for that Burnley game, but just with the injury to, to Bowen, now I'm sort of looking at possibly bringing that transfer forward. What, what do you think about that? Do you think it's a waste of a transfer ahead of a, a ahead of um, Newcastle away? Or do you think that, Foden is still one of the better options for people that are looking to uh to offload Bowen now.
0: Yeah, I think I think Foden's still a great option. Um we've seen him playing um in that number 10 role recently this Renaissance and he's just been involved in everything. I mean even in that in the previous game where like he I think he got me 12 points but he could have easily even scored a goal or two um and even yeah. had another assist. He was that good and um, and so that the potential is there. And I suppose you sort of have to look at it in a chunk. So you're not just getting in for the Newcastle game, you're also having him for the Burnley game. So yeah. you might get him in for this game We can get, oh, it's only Newcastle, but then, you know, once the deadline passes and you refresh your side, you're seeing Foden with Burnley at home underneath his name, you go, oh, this is... This is exactly what I want, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly right. It kind of feels a little bit like earlier in the season where I brought in, I think I brought brought in Umbermo, um like a week early, like everyone mm. wanted him for this Luton game. And I think most people captained him for the for Luton. But then a lot of people brought him in a week early and it was against Arsenal um, just because I think there was a like a highly owned player was injured. It might've even been Bowen again Yeah, that was injured last time. And so everyone kind of went, or in a week uh, uh, earlier in a difficult fixture and he did blank in that fixture but that's not to say that the same thing's going to happen to Foden. Do do you think that um like if, okay if you are if you are a Salah owner um or say you're a Bowen owner and you are looking to make a transfer this week who like do you think Foden is the number one um, midfielder target?
0: I um, think I think if you don't have power I would prefer Palmer. Yeah. Um. but it's it's really like it's splitting hairs, isn't it? So yeah. the only, only thing I'm thinking is long-term KDB will come back into calculation, but whether or not that might affect Alvarez more than Foden because Alvarez has tended to play out wide a lot of the times. I mean, at the moment he's playing more central because Harlan's not there, but when Harlan's yeah. back in the side, he's playing central and Alvarez tends to play out wide, but KDB yeah. is usually playing out wider on the right. And occupying those same spaces, so whereas Foden yeah, can sure. sort of swap anywhere,
1: and I think so in the form he's in,
0: Foden is undroppable. I mean, we say that, and then Pep does Pep things, but
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, the the fact that they're not winning the league, um, I think I don't think Pep can afford to fuck around. I mean, he probably is going to yeah. just keep on picking his best eleven. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So so yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. Probably Palmer first. If you're looking to, for to make a midfield transfer, whether it's Sala or Sun or or Bowen, probably mm. Palmer first as your number one priority. And then Foden might be just about the second option after that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think so. That's that's yeah. what I like. I mean, we've also seen Diogo Jota pop up um oh, as that's an option. True. And I'm interested to see um um what Liverpool do tomorrow morning in the League Cup against Fulham. So that, that might give us a bit of a better indication as to what yeah Pep does. But I mean, Liverpool's league game isn't until the second week of this of this game, week twenty one, which goes over like two weekends. So um I mean makes it, it hard. Uh, yeah it might not even tell us anything at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was I was, I was interested in Odegaard a couple of weeks ago as a midfielder transfer around this week. But um he yeah, the way that Arsenal are going, he sort of dropped right off my radar as yeah. well. So um, once you get past, you know, those guys, then you're sort of really looking at a few kind of um, cheaper options, aren't you, like Pascal Gross, Douglas Louise, Um, I'm not sure if there's anyone else. Richarlison, I suppose, if you don't have him um, yeah. already. He's an Rodri, other really good option.
0: Just random. I mean, he does oh, I'd, I'd, go, I'd go Bernardo
1: Silva over Rodri. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so would I.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> something something to con- to, to consider there. But then we've got Everton, Aston Villa. um, Big game for both. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of us have Ollie Watkins in our sides and that's that's not going to change. Um, Really good fixture for them. But, yeah, Everton, the last few game weeks, they've been a bit disappointing there, but I'm sure they'll be looking to bounce back. But it's a tough ask against yeah. Aston
1: Villa. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see... Um... Yeah, how? because as you say, Everton haven't been as good in the last couple of weeks, but Aston Villa are still pretty consistently um, much worse away from home. So it'll be interesting to see how this one nets out. But um, as a Watkins owner, I am hopeful that, yeah, there is a couple of goals in it for Villa.
0: Mm, and then um, rounding out the first part of Game Week 21, part one, um, we got Man United Spurs. So um, big match for Ange. Ange going to Old Trafford. Um, yeah. Will the crowd turn on on Eric Ten Hag? You know, United have been pretty poor of late, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it's gonna that that one is a tough ask for Spurs away from home, no sun. Mm. Um but so they it's... did beat Man United 2 0 earlier in the season at home, didn't they? So mm. um maybe can you imagine if it was another clean sheet and another goal for Pedro Por- Porro? he would almost go to fpl god status if that happened.
0: Oh, Pedro, what are you doing like wasting those goals in the fa cup? We need these points in in fpl baby so. No, <laughs> uh,
1: it's all good. He knows how to do it now. So he'll True. just do it this week. It's fine. True. But um
0: in- interesting with this fixture Sergio region uh, I've seen that um he's gone he's returned back to Spurs from Man United so um swapping the bench of Old Trafford. Um for the Spurs bench, so it'd be interesting when he walks out of the tunnel in the game whether he accidentally walks into on into the Man United <laughs> bench. Like, no, 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 that was last week. You're yeah. over there now. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. be <laughs> miscreazy. Oh, scusi, <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yes, God. indeed. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's, it's unlikely that he'll start. So if he make if he goes to the wrong um, the wrong side, it's just the wrong bench that he'll be warming, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's, that's right. Maybe they'll just let him there out of, out of sympathy. But uh, the second part of Game Week 20, 21 kicking off on Saturday, the 20th of January, um, Arsenal-Crystal Palace. So I remember this fixture fairly vividly from last season, and it fell in a very popular, the free-hit week. I think we both free it in the same week. And you, Captain Saka, that Game Week, and he had a monster haul.
1: He did. He had, like, pretty much one of his biggest hauls yeah. of the season. And I and I ha- I hadn't owned him that's um, right I was I was one of the few people that didn't own Saka and every week you know I was scared of watching Arsenal's games cuz I didn't own Saka and then I free hit um and I captained him I don't think that many people captained him it was a huge know, week for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what um, i remember yeah yeah okay well you know, I think that once again, despite the fact that Arsenal haven't been particularly impressive recently, I, I really do think that Saka is probably one of the the key kind of captaincy contenders again this week. So, mm. um, but yeah, it's a it's wide open this week the captaincy. So I think it's going to be pretty split. Um, I, I I maybe it's the memories of last year, but I quite like Saka yeah. in this game. I mean,
0: Arsenal have a fair bit of time before this fixture, but they can sort of start to get a few things you know, working at the club on the training pitch because maybe that's sort of what they've been lacking a bit. They, they've had all these losses recently and it's just basically been going from like one game to the next, like no chance to sort of assess what they're doing and work properly. And you, you sort of feel that's probably Arteta's strength in working yeah. on the training pitch with the side, a bit like Pep, like sort of really bet in his instructions and his style of play. So um, probably the break came at, at the perfect time for them and, yeah, Palace have been pretty poor. Um, I think it's fair to say they've been really poor this season. And I think Elise is under an injury cloud, so not too sure if he'll be ready by the time this game rolls along. But it's yeah. from an FPL perspective, it's really difficult, like, trying to plan for this game week when, the, when half of these games are kicking off a week later. Like, you just yeah. have to, you know... Put your luck you in the hands is... of
1: FPL guards and see what happens. That's right. You just you pick your team as if they're all yeah the games of this weekend, and you just got to hope for the best, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So anyway, might say, but yeah, like you said, like Saka, yeah, on, on current form, I wouldn't say, but at least Arsenal have time to recuperate and, and see if they can get some bodies
1: back. Yeah, ah, well, let's see. I mean, he did score last week, albeit it was partic- It was you know a little bit of a lucky goal. Perhaps, but yeah. Um, yeah, he does seem to be one of those players that finds a way to get a return.
0: True. Yeah. Yeah. he just ticks over all the time. But um, then we've got Brentford Forest. So Ivan Tony will be back. Someone yes. we haven't actually talked about yet. So I think
1: he's straight straight into the starting lineup.
0: 100%. Yeah. He played yeah, in a okay. practice match, I think, last week. So, yep. Scored um, a hat trick. Scored a hat trick. I think it was against the under 18s. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But um, yeah, for- Forest are one of the rare teams who absolutely hop it in the neck with AFCON and the Asian Cup, mostly from AFCON. They've lost so many players to mm-hmm. AFCON. So um, interesting to see what Nuno Espirito Santo does with his side for that game. But I suppose they've got a fair bit of time to work out their best 11 between now and then.
1: Yeah, maybe this is a game that I should start Ethan Pinnock. <laughs> he's just been sting. He's been stinking out my bench for quite a few weeks now. But maybe this is his time to shine.
0: Mm, well, Morgan gives widers, You know, been really good since Nuno's come in. So um, could be one to watch. But yeah, from an FPL perspective, you feel like this game is more like a a scouting mission to see how Tony goes. Yeah, because it could be one of those players that we sort of flock back to and and. We, we know his consistency is key, and and that's sort of what you, you love from an FPL perspective. But um, Sheffield United-West Ham now, prior to today, finding out the Bowen news, Bowen was my number one transfer target for this game week, yep. and that was because of this fixture. But now him and Paquette are out. is just it's bad news for West Ham. And I think I saw our friend um Damo, FPL West Ham, sort of tweet out that um, West Ham's midfield's gone or front three's gone from like, you know, Bowen, Piquetta and Kudus to like, I can't remember. It was like uh, Fennels and Ben Denny Rama Ings. and Danny Ings or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause is Antonio available at the moment or no? I'm
0: not too sure. I think he's still injured. Yeah. Actually, I'm not yeah, even okay. sure so if Ben he'd... Rama's in the squad. He might be at AFCON.
1: Yeah, I think if he is. If he was selected, he's... Yeah. So uh, we might we might see uh, Danny Ings back. Wow. Yeah. Well, he lives. you know. Yeah, exactly right. But I mean, this one in my mind, if I, it's got nil all written all over it. This one. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Chris Wilder does does a classic move here, and yeah,
1: does a Moyes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But yeah, it's just two very. Bad attacks, um, yeah. You know, given the current c- the circumstances, I can, I, I can see it being an, a nil all for sure. But um, well, the, but who knows? Maybe, maybe someone will jagger golf.
0: The Ariola uh, Renaissance should continue in that game at least. So he's been a man on fire since he came back yeah. from that wrist injury. So that's um, the hope. All it took was for me to remove him from the side, <laughs> and he's been on absolute fire. Uh, so and, brutal! Oh, brutal! Uh, Bournemouth Liverpool. So, no Sala, but you know, that might not be the worst thing. No Trent, that, that makes things a bit more difficult. But yep. this game feels like it has goals. This sort of feels like a 3 2, 3 3, 4 3 kind of game. And, um, like Bournemouth gave it a real shot against Spurs. And, you know, Solanke, why well, he didn't get any FPR returns, so I was really unlucky in that game not to get it, yeah. not to get a goal or two.
1: I would not be scared as a Solanke owner going no. into this game. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, Liverpool will probably come out on top of this one, but it is going to be one where both teams score, I, I'd say. Yeah. Um, very interesting to see. Who do you think the, top, the the first choice front three is for Liverpool? Do we think Darwin, Diaz, and Jota? Jota? Or...
0: I think that's the is ideal it? front three. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Okay. Because I think Gakpo sort of maybe gets a look in as well. So if they want to start Gakpo, then Darwin may could even be on the left, and then yeah, leaves one spot for Diaz and Jota. It's amazing that you can lose Salah and still have too many players for your front three. You know what I mean? Uh, uh,
0: they've
1: got uh, they've got amazing depth. A, a good luxury to
0: have at that. I mean, it's at the top end of the pitch. They don't seem to have too many issues, but. Um, they've they got a few injuries at the moment, but that tends to be more in defense and sort of central yeah, midfield. The but... defense
1: is the concern. Mm,
0: but um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. And then um the 23rd of January, Brighton Wolves um to finish things off. And um, yeah, Wolves Wolves missing a few players with um uh, with AFCON and and Asia Cup. So yeah, Huang's gone, which is a big loss for them. I think Ryan Allenary is away as well on international duty, and yeah, Brighton no metoma. So Dr Dribble at yeah. the Asia Cup. So and I think they've, they've lost a couple and of the players after as well. Yeah, Driega is gone. Yeah, which is you know he sort of burst onto the scene this season, but I mean I saw Brighton just bought some kid from Boca Juniors for like seven million. So. Um, yep. Someone jokingly said that that's Chelsea's hundred million dollar signing for next season already. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's just how it works. <laughs> yeah. But um, so... yeah, I'm sure there's Brian to have some wonder kid there that no one's heard of that's ready to storm the season.
1: Yeah. No. No doubt. No doubt. Um, mm, this game feels nervous.
0: The pervening,
1: You dirty well, perv. <laughs> well, you know what? I've got a confession to make, Pete. Oh. i've i've already done it you did an early transfer not early i mean not like early early but today <laughs> i did a transfer oh
0: okay
1: so i have gone i went maddie cash to a stupid nun earlier today yeah, yeah um i was sick of i was sick of maddie cash's stupid face in my team so he was gone and i just really look i know that there's I know that there's issues in the midfield. But I'm lucky enough that I don't have Sun, so I've the yeah. issues that I've got is really just Salah and Bowen. Yeah. Um. You know, obviously, I wish I could turn back time and not take a hit to bring in Bowen a week early last week, but it, you know, it's what's done is done. Um. But I just really thought that you know where I am at the moment, 600k. Um. All of this chaos that's happening around us, I just really thought that it was a good opportunity for me to bring in a player who. Um, has the opportunity to absolutely haul for the next couple of weeks and no one else is going to have him because no one else has the transfers or the ability to make the you know the the stupid untransfer so i feel yeah. like i can have his points all to myself mm-hmm. um, no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly so i mean i just i just thought it's an exciting transfer if i was if i was 100k i probably wouldn't make it but at 600k i think you can make a few exciting educated punts and, and that's what I'm doing. I may as I may or may not take a hit for a second transfer this week. If I feel like I need it, um, you know, like I, I'm, I am tossing up bringing in Foden for Bowen as for a hit as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I just needed to, I need to have a look at my bench and see how comfortable I am um, with um, with my bench players and whether I think it's worth it, a, a hit for a second transfer um, you know, because the distance between game weeks, like there's, there's, there's a chance that Bowen could be fit for game week. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to be too rash and take a hit to get rid of him when it might only be a one week, a one game week injury. Yeah. But yeah. So I've done it. I've have brought in opinion Um. He's starting for my team this week, home to Wolves. I I, I know that Brighton don't keep a lot of clean sheets, but. You know, with the with Wolves having a couple of players out and a couple of key attacking players out, I, I think there is a chance of a bright and clean sheet. And mm. obviously with with um purvis, there's always a chance of a of an attacking return as well. So um yeah, I'm excited to have him in.
0: Very nice. And you know what? It's always nice to have an asset playing in the very last game of yeah. an FPL game, especially one like this, which is like so stretched out. Um yeah, it'd be nice just to at least finish on a high and have like a lot of interest in that final fixture.
1: Yeah. I, I always like to finish with hope. Um, <laughs> so, you know, if I'm on a red arrow going into that last game, like, you know, just that hope that I could turn it around. So yeah. Uh, what, what about yourself? Are you going to have anyone in that last game? Oh,
0: I might, I'm I'm eyeing up Pascal gross this game week. So I think my potential transfer will be hung Min's under Pascal gross. So a player I've talked about on this show before and, He's just one of those guys I I really want to get in, but I just haven't had the need to, or I've had to put out other fires. And like I said, Bowen was my number one priority, but he's definitely missing this game week, so there's no point playing him. But um, yeah, with the the fixtures and his reliability, and he's so versatile too, and he just he just seems to constantly you know with reg like regularly just picking up points. So. That's, I yeah. think it'll make it make the viewing experience a bit more fun. That's probably
1: what was, FPL really is about. <laughs> well, 100%. Uh, was, was his price part of the thinking? Like, is it because you needed to go to a certain price in order to be able to afford Haaland?
0: Or Not necessarily. Or is that is he
1: actually like the number one midfield target for you?
0: No, I mean, yeah, Bowen was my number one. And then I was yeah. looking through and I was like, oh, you know, I could get Jota, but yeah. You've already got probably... Foden. Yeah, I've got Foden, I've got Palmer, and I just thought, you know, I was looking at the fixtures, going, Brian's fixtures are pretty good the next few
1: weeks. Um yeah. I mean, I, just, I think they're really good all the way up to twenty eight, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like the like Pascal Gross could they... just be one of those players I just I'm really happy just to put in and um yeah, just leave.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's like my pick. I really do, uh, and he is whenever he should be on pens whenever João Pedro's not on the field as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I, um, I think Pedro will be on the field a fair bit, but um, he doesn't play every game, and he usually and he doesn't necessarily play ninety minutes every game as well. So there should yeah. be decent stretches of time where um, you know Gross is on the field as the number one penalty taker.
0: Yeah, I like it. But um, now it's time for Goodwill punting where we look at a differential for the game weekend. Well, spoiler alert, I'm getting Pascal Gross and that is my Goodwill punting for the, the game week, which we just discussed. But um, yes. yourself, Andrew, who are you eyeing up for Goodwill punting?
1: So you're, so Pascal Gross you've got here is 4.4% owned. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, well, my, uh, my Goodwill punting is also... Only four point four percent owned. Well um, I've gone for Eddie and Kedia.
0: Oh, the so, Pascal Gross of Arsenal, no. <laughs> mate.
1: Correct. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, it's based on the fact that um, Jesus is flagged. So, I mean, I don't know for one hundred percent sure if Jesus is out or not. But if he if he is out, then Kedia would presumably start. Um, and he's always done pretty well when he's started in the absence of Jesus. Um, yeah, good fixture home to Palace. Um, so I just think that yeah, as um, as punts go, um, he's definitely not a bad one. So he he's, he's going to be my uh, goodwill this week. But I, I think I, I don't know if I'm honest with myself. I think I kind of like the Pascal Gross shout better. But hopefully I get lucky this week and Eddie can deliver for me.
0: Oh, let's say I like them actually. They're both really good good picks. We were talking about that Palace fixture in detail before, and yeah, sort of having a different asset other than than Saka could make a bit of a difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm, it feels like a Trossard game, but yeah, you just can't never pick when Trossard's going to play. <laughs> yeah,
1: true. Yeah, I mean, Trossard has sometimes played in midfield as well, hasn't he? Yeah. So it's possible that Trossard and um, Nketiah can can start in the same game as well.
0: Mm. Mm. But anyway, let's wait and see. But anyway, um, the last time we are on the show, which we were pre, what was it? We were previewing game like eighteen, wasn't it? So a lot of you water under the bridge since then. A lot of water under the bridge. You had Andreas Pereira for that game week, and he got two points. I had Leon Bailey; he also got two points. So um, blanks yet again. But oh, captain! My captain. Top three captaincy picks. Who have you got as top three?
1: Um. All right. So as I said to you before, uh, I'm not fully set on captain yet. Mm-hmm. Um. But my current thinking is my number one is Saka. Um. I know that he's not in the greatest. Form, but as I said before he he always just seems to find a way to perform and to return. Um and yeah I just I've got these these memory of how well he did for me when I captained him home to Palace last year. So yeah. Saka's my number one um, number two Palmer. I really think that those two are the two best options and it's just whether you know who should be the captain? Who should be the vice captain? Yeah. Number three, I've actually got Ollie Watkins away to Everton. Um, there's a couple of other people I considered. You know, players like Foden and Alvarez, but just that away Newcastle fixture I didn't love, so I've put Watkins as my third option. But I think there's quite a few decent options this this week.
0: Yeah, decent but not obvious. If you get what exactly. I mean.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Like decent but not great. Like I, I don't think there's any fantastic options but there's a bunch of kind of decent options that are kind of all around the same level and it's kind of hard to sift through it and and figure out which is actually the best option of those of those players
0: mm, I mean if Jodd is fit um captaining him against Bournemouth could be a potential move there I mean I had him to start the season with um and mostly to target their the fixture at Anfield against Bournemouth and he got a goal and an assist in that game, so it was a really good, good performance from him. But yeah, Liverpool we're tend just to a little
1: bit concerned about the minutes, though. You know, like I'm not it's like sixty minutes
0: usually. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, but even possibly thirty. Like you can't one hundred percent guarantee he's going to start because they still have those four really good options in the front three, and someone has to miss out. Yeah, that's so right. I'd just be given that we're not going to get leaks because he's in like the second weekend of the game week. I just wouldn't be comfortable captaining him knowing that it's a possibility that he doesn't start.
0: Yeah. I mean, the comforting thing with Palmer is I think four times this season, he's had double returns. Um, yeah. So when he tends to get points, they they tend to be almost, he almost, almost gets like double digit returns. Yeah, at least. Um, yeah. He's more explosive. He's his ceiling's much higher. So um, yeah, no, I, I'm not going to argue with the the selection there. I think they're, they're really good. But um, yeah, before we finish up, the FPL signed their podcast league. So the league leader, um, as we headed out of this FA Cup weekend is still Stu Pankin with his side, Wadelaid 23 on 1247 points. And he's followed closely by Ashley Human, FPL Crisis, good friend of our show. Um, he's on um, 1242, so only a few points behind there. And then Drew Potter, a new um, new member there on the podium um, on 1233. Mark Davis in fourth, and then TN, our good friend, the FPL planner, the goat of Australian FPL, sitting there in fifth. And yeah, manager of game week or uh, well, what was it, game week 19? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. No, Gemini 20. Oh, I've lost your audio, Andrew. I think you've gone on mute.
1: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's like the first time
0: you've ever done that. I thought (laughs) you did. Listeners of this show won't know, but every time I talk to Andrew on our Zoom, as soon as the Zoom call starts, Andrew does this thing where he pretends to be on mute and he just talks and he's just pissing himself laughing. (laughs) I thought you were doing that for real.
1: It gets funnier every week, doesn't it?
0: Oh uh, yes. Anyway, I was going to say um, manager of the game week was our good friend Matty Dade with his side the Delhi Teletubby. So he got hundred and three points. So his side, he, he had Ariola in goals with the eleven points. Trent Alexander got nothing. Pedro Pora got two. Yudogi got two. Salanki got two points. Saka seven points. Salah thirty two points with the captaincy armband. Sun with nine. Palmer, 18, Foden, 12, and Watkins with eight points. So, yeah, um, yeah, remarkable there from Matt. They, um, give him a, a follow, too, and a subscribe. He's um, producing great content out on uh, the YouTubes. So give him a good follow. He's a good friend of our show and a member of our FPL community here. But, um, yeah, where are you sitting at the moment?
1: I am at the lofty heights of 52 in our hey. league.
0: Okay, very good. Better than me. I'm 67. <laughs>
1: coming you're coming to get me though i
0: can feel (laughs) it (laughs) (laughs) the little train that could but um yeah before we finish up remember you can follow us at fpl signet on instagram and twitter and give andrew a follow at fpl underscore point break um as well for much more better fpl insight than my own and yeah hit those like and subscribe buttons and retweets and everything else um yeah makes a lot of makes it a lot more fun for us out there but um, anything you want to add before we finish up?
1: No, not at all. That's—I uh, think we've covered everything tonight. But I'm just—I'm mm. uh, just looking forward to FPL being back. And it was good to be behind the microphone again. It's been too uh, long.
0: Well, when you're not on mute.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that it happened one time, Pete.
0: It <laughs> happens once a year. <laughs> it's a good year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. A Good start to 2024.
0: There we go. Other professionals, we are here at NFL Sunday. Anyway, um, good luck out there managing this uh, weird Game Week 21. Don't forget about the early deadline. Um, set, your, yeah, set your team up Friday night before you go to bed if you're here in Australia. But anyway, let your defensive sheets be clean and your arrows green. See you guys.